Welcome into the Snapped Podcast, my personal audio journal. My name is Tyler Kluver. I'm a personal trainer and podcaster, but it gets a little bit deeper than that. And this show is going to give you an inside look on my thoughts concerning health and fitness, business, mindset, and creating the life that you feel lucky to live. I hope you enjoy the show. Sit back, relax, and let's have a day. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome in. Welcome into the Snap Podcast. And it was almost one of those days where a eh, lot, lot going on. Could have skipped today. Just could have skipped like the last four weeks of this podcast. Trying not to do that because that would go against and be hypocritical against all the stuff that we talk about on a weekly basis. <clears throat> I am trying to talk a little bit softer. Hopefully the mic picks up the volume and we can keep it loud, but I'm trying to talk a little bit softer because as previously mentioned last week, the wife is pregnant. She's not feeling the best. And she's trying to sleep a little bit. So we do the podcast nice and quiet, nice and calm. I appreciate everybody who's listened. I don't know what happened uh, with the podcast. People must have thought where'd he go and came searching for me. But according to the stats from the last couple weeks, uh, it would appear as though people, like, I don't know, people came looking for me. I got like 200 plus downloads on the last couple podcasts and that's the highest. I mean, maybe it's just the growing numbers, right? But uh, I don't know. People are listening. So I'm glad you're here. Hope that you enjoy it. My first competition was the title of last week's episode and it was a little bit about that, a little bit about uh, the announcement of the pregnancy, but we're going to recap shortly, hopefully shortly, what the competition was like this past weekend. It was successful. We won. Partner Cole Fisher, former Iowa football teammate of mine, linebacker. Um, and I took on eight scored events, actually six events total, but two of them were two-parters, which gave us eight scores on the weekend. And it was a pretty good, pretty close battle, ironically, with Cole's brother, who was up from Omaha. And I don't know why I say up from Omaha. When I was younger, I always thought Omaha was south. It's actually basically just straight west. So they were over here in Des Moines from Omaha. And uh, Cole's younger brother, by about three years, is into CrossFit. Pretty darn good at it. He has a, or had at least this weekend, a partner who's also pretty darn good at it. If you remember, if you 
go back into the depths of your brain from our quarterfinals recap podcast, I placed just inside the top 350 in the quarterfinals this year in the country. Cole's brother, I don't believe, did the quarterfinals. At least I couldn't find him on the rankings. Um, but he was probably a top 500 or 600 athlete and his partner placed 387th, literally 40 spots behind me. So it, it was basically a wash, right? Cole was like 410th or something. We're all right around the same spot. which gave us the perfect competition for the weekend. Without them, we would have basically ran away with the competition. Um, we'll talk about the eight events and where we placed here in a second, but it was really cool to kind of hang out. Uh, again, my first competition experience, right? So um, I'm not the most friendly person, the most rah-rah you know, cheer on other teams, cheer on other people. And that's kind of what CrossFit competitions are about. Um, but it was good for me. It's fun to go compete, test your limits, test your body, give full effort, watch other people give full effort, grind away, sweat, suffer a little bit, and enjoy, you know, the hobby of CrossFit, the sport of CrossFit. Expectations going in was to win. And I know that that's a, that's not necessarily really the best way to set expectation. If you're going to do a competition that is based um, on the premise where you can't affect how your opponents do. <laughs> it's like, um, It's like, eh, track is a little bit that way, but even in track, you're, you're, I mean, I, it, it would be the most comparable to track, right? Usain Bolt goes out there. He's as fast as he is. Somebody else lining up next to him is not going to affect how fast Usain Bolt is. There's some nuance and maybe a little bit of gaming of, okay, we're running the same event next to each other. And if I'm only trying to beat my competitors, then maybe I only have to do so much. But that's on the high end of things, right? You have to be the best for that to come into play. Whereas if you're not the best and you're trying to win, there's nothing you can really do to those other people who are better than you to make them slow down or lift less weight or do less reps or whatever it may be. So nonetheless, with the uh, awareness that I have of, you know, where Cole and I are both at individually, right? We, we take all these variables into account we're two of the best 400 in the country. Granted, so are the other two that we were going up against. We're two of the best 400 in the country. 
individually. Oh, there's a yawn. Put us together. And it's it's pretty tough to find then a team of two who is got two guys up to that level, right? Again, there was one team. But that sets the expectation pretty high. We also knew the workouts ahead of time. And we'll talk about those in a second. I've said that like two or three times now, but looking at the workouts and having an athlete IQ that is pretty high, meaning I can look at a workout and basically tell you based on how fast I know I can go on certain movements, um, at certain, you know, how fast I can go at certain time frames, um, how many reps I can do at certain weights and how I can handle those. You can basically give me a CrossFit workout and I can give you a pretty close estimate, probably within definitely within 10%, but probably with closer to within 5% of what my time will be if I go all out and try to get my best score on a workout. Right. So we know how long these events are going to last. This specific event did not have any workouts that had a lot of uh, hangups in them, if you will. And by hangups, I mean once you get to a certain level. Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> and actually, that was, you know, there's probably three teams at this level us, the other team that competed with us really well. And then actually, Garrett Jansen, another former Iowa football player and a partner from his gym. Um, once you get to a certain level of skill and strength and conditioning, and it's not crazy high when you're talking about a local competition because local competitions, the events at those competitions are not going to be programmed to be super challenging, right? You have a wide range. You might have some, some people who are signing up uh, from the local gym and they want participation and you want as many people to participate as you can um, from as many, you want it to be diverse, right? As many people of different ages as you can. So you make it so that it's challenging, right? It's going to test people a little bit. People who don't do CrossFit would definitely be tired and struggle with some of the workouts. But for those who do CrossFit on a consistent basis and have a consistent training schedule that is uh, shaded towards the competitive landscape, just even a little bit, there are no hangups. There isn't anywhere where you and your partner are going to sit there and say, holy crap, we can't do another rep or we can't go anymore. Right. And so when you have multiple teams that are at that level, it now becomes a race. It becomes a movement efficiency um, and competition speed uh, situation. Meaning it's no longer about, can we do 220 reps in this workout? It's how fast can we do those 220 reps? It's not about, are we going to get tired and have to take breaks in between? It's, we're probably going to be able to bust through these, no problem. 
how fast can we do it? And that, that shortens the gap a little bit. And there's a, a workout that illustrated that very, very clearly um, that we came through big on. But we'll start with number one. Uh, number one was actually the, it was kind of funky how it worked out. They didn't necessarily run the events in the order that they were announced or even the same order for the scaled and the RX divisions because they reversed out so that they didn't have to put equipment away and then bring it back out, which is fine. Local competition, not a lot of volunteers. You do it what you can. So our first event ended up being, oh, excuse me. Our first event ended up being um, 21, 15, 9 of synchro one-armed devil's press with a 50-pound dumbbell and 405 deadlifts, 21, 15, 9. Anybody know who, who knows CrossFit knows that 21, 15, 9 is a dirty little uh reps game you open up with a big set of 21 reps usually of two or three movements right this is usually a couplet or a triplet format this happened to be a couplet right so you have two movements you do 21 reps of each you go back to the first movement you do 15 second movement 15 first movement nine last movement nine right so they're cutting off six reps round around the middle round is always the worst because it's still a, a big set of 15, but it's not the last round where you're just turning off the mind and going and, you know, making your body deal with it. So the hang up here is that I don't deadlift very heavy. Cole's a little bit stronger than me. Either way, cut 405 in half, partner deadlift, you're both on the same bar. It's 200 pounds. And if I was to look at this workout by myself and do it individual version, it would be 21159 of single arm devil's press and 205 deadlifts. And if I was going for the best time, my best time, which we're in competition, so we're not holding back any on any workout, which makes this very different from a, a normal training day, we would be going unbroken and we'd be going pretty damn fast. We did not end up going as fast as I would have liked on the devil's press. Um, our, our tempo wasn't exactly perfectly synced up. He's a little taller than me, so it took him a little longer to do reps. Um, when we got tired, the cadence got off a little bit, but it was pretty good still, pretty clean. Deadlifts, again, he's a little taller than me, so the bar kind of angles down towards me. My side hits first. It's a little cockeyed. It's okay. It's part of competition. We went unbroken. We finished in like, I don't know. 520 or something like that. We happen to be in the first heat on the, on, you know, for the first five events, we were in the first heat. One of the events was an individual event where you had to pull a truck 
we ended up getting second on that. You didn't race anybody. Everybody had to go solo on their own time on Saturday. We got second. Good for us. Um, kind of gimmicky and honestly was a reason that we had a decent lead going into the final event. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. We take a second place on the first workout. First place goes to none other than the team that was pushing us all weekend, Cole's brother, Clay, and his partner, Cooper, Clay and Cooper. They beat us by about 25 seconds. Pretty good time. They went way faster than us on the devil's press and then probably, you know, unbroken deadlifts, probably about the same speed. So there's your time gap. They also got to see us go first. They knew what time we got. Advantage them on the first day is what it is. So we start off in second place. Next event was a... Two-parter, bread and butter for Cole and I. Couldn't have been programmed better. Uh, very similar to the semifinal complex that has been going on the last four weekends in the actual pro CrossFit world. Uh, the complex lifting-wise has been three cleans, all the way squat clean if you want, just clean anyway. Two front squats, one shoulder to overhead. That means push jerk or split jerk, whatever you want. Any combination of those six reps, holding onto the bar the entire time, can't drop. It has to be one smooth rep. Ours specifically was three hang cleans, advantage Iowa football players, two front squats, one shoulder to overhead. Long story short, again, Cole carried us in this lift. Uh, this was actually the third scored event. We'll get to the second in a, in a, in a moment. Uh, Cole carried us. He fucking put the team on his back and did that complex at 285. Big boy weight. Um, if my knee was 100% healthy and I actually was able to have been doing consistent heavy, you know, full steam ahead squat cycles over the last two to three months. Uh, I probably could have done 265 or 275. The clean was no big deal. Um, however, I maxed out at 255. Now, I didn't miss. But, uh, you know, could we have hit 265? Probably. But I went for 255 as my second attempt or as my third attempt. We each got about three attempts. Cole used it as his second attempt. I then used it as my third, and then he went up to 285 as his third. That's a total of 540 pounds. First place in the event. The kicker to that event was that before or that event started at six minutes on the clock, in the six minutes, before it started, you had at zero at the call of three, two, one, go. You had a hundred air bike calories between the two of you as fast as you can go. 
pretty good event for Cole and I as well. Cole ripped 25, I ripped 25, he ripped 25, I finished 25. A minute 31 for 100 calories. I knew Cole, I, I knew that when this event got announced, it was going to be about a 90-second event. And what do you know? 91 seconds. And I pussied out on the last, like, two calories. Could have been 90 seconds even. So we win that one by 10 seconds. Also had a cash bounty on that for 50 bucks for the fastest time. We, we got that. And then the heaviest lift total had a cash bounty on it. We got that. So we crushed events two and three, which were a combo event. First and first, Clay and Cooper. What do you know? Actually, Clay and Cooper got second on the lift, 520 pounds. On the bike, they got beat by one second for second place. We had a team slide in between the two of us, which gave us an extra point lead, an extra point in the gap between us. So they got a third and a second with, along with their first from the, from the first event. So six total points after three events. We had gone second, first, first which means we were now up four to two or four to six. You want the lowest points. In between events two, three, and four, there was a truck pull. Put the truck in neutral, harness up both partners, pull it, get it rolling. It was probably a 25-yard pull. We pulled it in 12.74 seconds or something like that. And very, very fortunately, and we actually didn't know this until the next day, but very fortunately on this one, had two people slide, two teams slide in between us and Cooper and Clay. So they got fifth on this event. We got second. So that gave us another three points on them. Five points to their six is 11. Two to our four is six. So six to 11 going into the final event of the day, which was one of the events that we practiced. Uh, Cole and I before, you know, a couple weeks before this comp. It's one of two that we actually practiced. 60, 20, 60, 20, 60 was the rep scheme. The three sixties, you could break up between the two partners. Just had to do 60 total reps between the two of you. The 20s on the second and fourth portion of this workout were synchro burpees up onto a plate. The first 60 was box jump overs. The second 60 was chest of bar pull-ups. The third 60 was handstand push-ups. So basically a cardio gymnastics workout. I went first, busted out 16 box jumps. Cole, 16 box jumps. Me, 14. Him, 14. We're, we're moving, right? Again, still in the first heat, Cooper and, and uh, Clay, third heat. So again, they get to see us and watch us do this to know our time, which kind of sucks. 20 burpees to a plate. Again, similar to the devil's press in the, in the first workout. This is where we probably could have gone a little bit faster. We went very methodical and slow. Came to the chest of our pull-ups. I went 10. Cole went 15. I went 10. 
Cole went 15. I went 10. 60. No real breaks here. We're going pretty fast through these. Again, to the 20 synchro burpees to plate, and we probably lost probably a half second on each one of these reps. 10 seconds on both sets of 20. It's 20 seconds. We end up losing to Cole and Cooper by 20 seconds. Get off the second set of 20 synchro burpees to plate. We have 60 handstand pushups to finish. I bust, uh, Cole busts out 10. I go 15. He busts out 15. I bust out 13. He busts the last two. Or maybe he went 10, 10. And I went 15, so we had 35. I did, I did, no, that was right. He ended up doing 32, I did 28. I gassed out a little bit, kind of salty about it. Either way, good workout. We won our heat, blah, 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 blah. We end up getting second. So at this point, we're in the lead. It was six to 11. At this point, it's now, Another a, a one a one point for Colin Cooper. So now they have 12. Two points for us on that one. So we have eight. So it's eight to 12. And we got them on the lift and we got them on the all-out assault bike sprint. And the in the truck pull, which is gimmicky, right? Those are our three of the five scored events that day where we got them. The two CrossFit-ish workouts, the ones with multiple movements where you have to move from implement to implement, they got us on both of those. Left a bad taste in the mouth and had us a little nervous as we were going into day two where we had two more of those CrossFit-ish events and a max toes-to-bar event, which we knew they were going to win because, um, well, because I'm a little bitch boy on large sets of toes-to-bar. We had a four-point lead, but if we don't hustle our ass off and go to work, then we're not going to win this, this competition. All in all, good day, though. Comp- competing felt good. Being in front of people felt good. Three, two, one. Fighting for your partner, going as hard as you can. It was great. The butterflies before each event, the warm-up. It felt just like when I was back in Iowa City, running out into Kinnick Stadium. Just that adrenaline running through your fingertips. It's fucking amazing. Day two, first of all, I fueled up with pizza at the end of day one. Which I thought was great. Day two, we have two events. One of them's a two-parter. Happens to be the first one. This is the other one that we've practiced. The table turns a little bit on day two because now, based on the seedings, the leaderboard, the top three teams are now all in the final heat. So us, Cooper and Clay, and then Garrett and his partner are all in the final heat. No more knowing our scores before we do the workout. They got to do it next to us. 
And we've got this first one, which me and Cole actually practiced. It's probably the least demanding workout of the entire weekend. Actually, at 100% was the least demanding, which means that there was a gap. And by gap, I mean I could do this workout without stopping. And most people would look at it and say, wow, that was pretty fast. Like you didn't take a single break. I don't know how you could go any faster. And I could finish that workout and not be tired, right? I'm at that level. That's good. Cole's at that level as well because that is good because so are Cooper and Clay, which means this is now a race. It's no longer who can do the workout without getting tired and breaking. It's who can do these reps the fastest. Those reps happen to be 30 wall balls over a pull-up bar back and forth to each other. 10 thrusters at 115 pounds, front squat all the way up into a full press out overhead for both partners, right? So the 30 wall balls are between the two of you. You'll each do 15. The thrusters, you each do 10. One person goes, the other person goes. When you finish the set of thrusters for each person, go to the toes to bar, you each do 10 toes to bar. I can do thrusters fast. I'm short. It's a shorter range of motion. Quick squat, quick press out overhead, pull the bar back down, flying, right? And toes to bar, there's a way to cycle those faster than your normal long kick, hollow out, come back, kick, hollow out, kick. You can go about 20% faster if you know how to do it. And I told Lauren this the night before. I told myself this multiple times. The score when we went into Sunday essentially played out as if we could just beat them, Cole and Cooper, because they were our only real competition for the top of the podium. If we could just beat them in one event, of the three scored events on Sunday. Assuming that if we were to lose to them, it would be, we were the next best, right? They would get first, we'd get second, or they'd get second, we'd get third. If we could just beat them in one event, <clears throat> we, we lock up the win. I decided, and this is, you know, again, it's Waukee, there was nine teams. There was three legitimate teams there, four legitimate teams there. Um, it isn't this serious, but in my mind, where I'm going, it's going to be this serious, right? So I took a competitive shot, and I said, the total workload for me as an individual in this workout is three rounds of 15 wall balls, 10 thrusters, and 10 toes to bar. I can do those 105 reps in my sleep. 
which means that I am going to go absolutely ballistic when it becomes my time to do work. And I'm going to speed these reps up to give us the advantage, even if it means putting myself in a little bit of a hole. Because when you do that, when you decide to move a little bit less efficiently, speeding up as, to do the reps for, for time as fast as you can, you get more tired. And due to the nature of you going faster, you now have, you're making the total time of the workout shorter, obviously your goal. That means less time to rest in between doing your sets of movements. So you're taking a chance. It paid off. And, uh, you know, Cole put the team on his back in the lifting movement and won us that. Won us that. Um, I put the team on, on our back, on my back in this one. Cole's a little longer. Takes him longer to stand up out of a squat, which or two of these three movements were the toes to bar are also long and the other two, you know, unless they're going to do the same strategy as me as they're going to go as fast as they can. Um, we could probably do this workout. And if we were just going to just go normal speed, we might finish at the exact same time, even though it's like a six and a half minute workout. I wasn't going to let that happen. So we come out of the gate and I'm gaining a half second, maybe a quarter second on every wall ball because as the ball comes over, I'm already squatting down into my stance and basically catching it in the bottom of the squat and going right back up. Whereas the other teams, they're waiting for a wall ball like normal, catching it sort of at the top, maybe just as they start to bend their knees and then doing the full squat. I'm letting the ball and myself do the work at the same time versus waiting for the ball. And we grab a two rep lead in the first 30 wall balls. We're first to the thrusters. We decided that Cole was going to do his reps first. Cole does his reps. Probably does them just as fast as uh, Cooper, who jumped on. I get to the bar. And I'm stepping into the bar basically as Cole puts it down. I'm making sure that our transitions are airtight. Grab the bar, flip it up right into the squat, not to the top, but right into the bottom of the squat and pressing up into my first rep. Another half second gain. And then for the, for the, the rest of those nine reps, it is just drop into the bottom of the hole, explode to the top pull the bar down, drop into the bottom of the hole. By the time I get off the bar, we've gained another rep, maybe a rep and a half. Right, we're up about three and a half reps now. We go to the toes of bar, Cole hops up. Again, longer, slower reps. They get to the toes of bar about three, four reps behind us. I get up there, rip, 10 reps. Not in the normal motion, but in a speed racing motion. We gain another rep. We, gain, we got about five reps on them. Now, five reps of toes to bar is about five seconds. We walk back to the wall balls. We do our wall balls. In the middle of the second wall ball set, I'm trying to go so fast that I duck under and hit the bottom of a squat as the ball hits my shoulder and it rolls over my shoulder. I drop it behind me. I have to scurry away, grab it, 
walk, you know, jump back to the rig, go back into my squat. And now they've gained our three reps right back on us again. And in the moment I thought, oh, fuck. Me trying to win this workout just backfired. Fortunately, we maintained about a two rep lead. Throughout the rest of that second round, we gained another two reps. And then going into the third round, it was a three-round workout. We probably gained another two reps. And uh, they were just never able to catch us because I was going so fast and Cole was so smooth and steady with his um, with his sets that they were never able to catch us. We crossed the finish line, um, beat him by about 10 seconds, and it felt good because we knew it. we had probably locked it up at that point. Ten minute time cap on that workout, it only took us six and a half. Six. At ten minutes, there was a two minute window for both partners to hop up individually and grab a max set of toast bar. This is where we knew we were gonna lose. To Cole and Cooper specifically, or Clay and Cooper specifically. And you know, uh, worst case scenario did not happen, but eh, somewhere in the middle of worst case and best case, um, another team with a little guy who was really good at Tosa Bar was able to slip in as well and, uh, and put a, two spots between us and Clay and Cooper. So we took a first and a third. They took a first, a second, and a first. So they gained a point back on us on that one. And so now uh, you add, I think it was, I can't remember. I think it was eight to 12 at that point. You add three points onto their score. That gives them 15. You add four points onto our score. That gives us 12 going into the final event. Now on paper, we just can't get fourth, right? As long as, even if they get first, as long as we get third, that means we still have one more point than them. If we get fourth, that puts us for a tie, and they would end up having one more win than us, assuming that they were to win that workout. It never got that close. Cole and I go on to win the last workout, which is a brutal four-interval, four-two-minute interval workout where one partner runs and grabs a sandbag, holds it, for the remainder of the time that it takes for the other partner to hop on the rower and row 25 calories. That ended up being about 45 to 55 seconds. And then for the remainder of the two minutes, so a minute five, a minute 10, a minute 15, um, between the two of you, it was as many sandbag cleans over the shoulders you could get. In our minds, and this is just competitively how I work and Cole was on the very same page the truck event which happened to be the biggest separator between the two of us in performance remember second place for us fifth place for them kind of a crapshoot a gimmick no one practices that it's not a true test of fitness sort of just a cool thing for the local comp to do take that event out remember we got second it's 12 to 15 right now. We're up by three. 
or we have three less points and you want the least amount. Take that event out. We got two points on it. They got five. We're tied at 10. Without the gimmicky truck event, we're tied at 10 going into the last. So in our minds, it's a tie ball game and whoever wins this last workout wins the, wins the competition. It's not actually going to play out that way because even if we just stay right there and get second or third, we're going to stand on top of the podium. But it's going to be because of that gimmicky truck event. So it was time to burn that motherfucker to the ground because we did not want to walk out of there knowing that we won on some weird sort of gimmicky thing. The tiebreaker, because this was a total reps event and there was a potential for us to get the same amount of reps, unlikely, but potential by the end of the four rounds, was the time for the last row. Thinking that Cole, longer, bigger, slightly heavier athlete, would probably be able to row more than us or more than me, faster than me. We put him in the second spot so that he would also have the fourth row. So he had the second and fourth round on the rower. I had the first and third. When we weren't rowing, we were holding the sandbag while our partner did. We come out, we hit 22 sandbag cleans in the first round. We hit 19 in the second round. 20. In the third round, we're holding strong. We're really, really consistent. So we're sitting at 61 cleans. And uh, our judge happened to be sort of keeping, you know, lucky for us, or he was kind of into it too. He's like, I'll keep a tally on theirs as well to see where they're at. And Cole was kind of into it as well. Going into the last round, we had a two rep lead. So in our mind, we're tied going to this, you know, scrap the truck event. We're tied going into this rep, this, this uh, event. We are in the fucking tank right now. Three reps, uh, three rounds in, right? Sandbag cleans and fast, high output rowing and holding a 150 pound sandbag. We're breathing heavy. It hurts. And we're only up by two reps. And the way it played out, Cole actually rode slower. And he was rowing against his brother, who was getting off the rower about five to seven seconds faster than he was. Which means in the fourth round, his brother got off the rower while I'm still holding the sandbag waiting for Cole to finish. And him and his partner start into their flips. And they get two done before Cole gets off. With one minute to go, 60 seconds to go, this whole thing is essentially deadlocked. Even Steven. We're both at 61 reps. We have 65 seconds to flip that bag over our shoulder as many times as we can. Before that two-minute interval, in the rest between round three and four, I looked at Cole and I said, hey, we got two minutes to burn this fucker to the ground. Like, let's go to work. And, you know, 
in competition, you find a new gear, a new level that you rarely go to. We went there. And when the dust settled, even though they had two cleans on us, they got started a little ahead of us. We ended up, well, I guess in that, in that round, we ended up doing one more rep than them, which actually in the end, final total put us three reps ahead. Um, and we won, the, we won the workout and we gave every single last thing we had. And it really felt like by winning that workout, we actually won the competition. Right, First, second for us and them on that one take out the truck event, it would have been 11 to 12. A really fucking great, perfect, close competition. Um, gave each other an incredible push and it was really fun. So that's how the my first competition went. Um, the anxiety, good anxiety, good anxious energy and the adrenaline the butterflies that you feel inside of you the entire weekend about not knowing if you're going to do well or knowing that you can do well and just being anxious to hear the buzzer go so that you can go and fucking do it. That fire to go faster or go heavier or go a little bit longer than somebody that you're competing next to. I think it's honestly something that every human should seek in some way or some form or fashion. We need to compete as humans because it brings the best out of you, the best of your effort and ability. And it's something that I haven't legitimately had. I have not legitimately had competition other than the open, right? The open and quarterfinals definitely gave it a little bit. But I haven't had it since January 27th, 2017. Four and a half years. And this weekend made me realize that I miss it. And not only that I miss it, but that when you compete. And it pays off. Right? You guys have been listening to me talk about me fucking training for two to three hours a day and all oh, I do all this CrossFit and oh I'm getting better and oh I'm 350th in the country and 700th in the world. When you get to line up next to somebody at the end of the weekend, you're standing on top with a first place trophy, $250 cash prize, plus a hundred in bounties from the bike and the lift event. That's validating. That's fucking validating right there. And it's just one more little match that helps light this fire inside of me of, I want to compete more. I need to do this more. And getting competition experience is important. If I think that I'm going to go to the semis. So all in all, couldn't have been happier with the weekend. Took home 175 bucks as my portion of the winnings. First place. Lots of good experience. Met some new people who are, you know, we might talk about that in a, in a later episode, but 
there may be some opportunities that are openings, you know, opening themselves up to me because of the work that I've put in and the level at which I am within the actual uh, CrossFit competitive landscape. And uh, yeah, it was a really fun weekend. And this was supposed to, supposed to be a short podcast that just turned into an hour long recap. So it is what it is. Go find something to compete at and fuel your fire. Something that makes you push to the limit and give your best. Hope you guys enjoyed this recap. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Peace.